the Rotating Bits Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back. In today's episode, Crystal and I are just doing a bit of catch-up and we just talk about some series that we've seen over the past couple weeks. Without further ado, let's get started. Hello, testing. Hey. Hey, <laughs> hey friends. Hey, it's been about two weeks, I want to say. Or <laughs> It's been forever since we last recorded, but yes, you're right. I think it's been two weeks since we've seen each other in person. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, no, yeah. that's, that's true. Um, now, I had a mental breakdown three months ago. And I just stopped doing everything. Yeah. Pretty much. And so now I'm stuck here in Germany. <laughs> but, yeah. During your mental breakdown for a while. Oh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I wasn't <laughs> concerned, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, I. it's fine. I mean, you didn't have to go straight there. You didn't have to dive so deep into your, like, little depresso box. But it's okay. I oh, it's not... You. No, I just, like, because of the the pandemic and staying at home all the time, and then I had, like, my bachelor thesis and blah, 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 and then I had to find Things a new just job. Things up on you. I, I, I'm officially an adult, so. <laughs> now that you've graduated from University. elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was going to say something. Yeah, DNF, like did not finish. Yeah, so to DNF stuff. Usually do oh. it. Yeah, it was like books, because like a lot of books I didn't finish. No, I was watching this one series. Was it called Sea and Blood? Oh, I'm going to mess up the title. Let me check real quick. But it, yeah, was, where... it was really bad. I really don't like it. And you probably hate it too. So it was so... called Sea uh, Control the Money and Soul of Possibility. And it's some anime from like 2000 something. And I don't like it. The whole premise is basically like uh, if you run out of money, you can sell your future. um, And they'll like this, like this other world will give you like a lunch of money for your future. And basically it's kind of like a mixture between like pokemon and apocalypse so you you get sucked into this world where you have to battle other people to win money so you can win back your future so basically mm. you you're you use your future as collateral and it's worth a certain amount of amount a certain amount of money and by battling other people in this world you can buy your future back and then like become rich yeah. and it was just boring it was so boring it was kind of like dbz where like one fight took like four episodes and so <laughs> and so i just got real bored real quick and i just i stopped after like five or six episodes because that's all it was it was just fighting like they talk for 10 minutes and then they just fight for the other 20 and it was just oh no that's terrible no you but. know that it's interesting that you went and found that <laughs> oh but you brushed over it so quick uh Let's talk about the positives real quick. I'll get back to this. 
will lead me into a rant. Um, but so <laughs> you said you had a, a, a breakdown, but let's be honest, you just needed some time to restructure your life. You were a fit, you know, you're, you're, you're okay at uh, balancing stuff, I would say. You take on a whole bunch of projects at once and like you manage your time like a boss. So like, let's put a little praise up there, <laughs> friend to friend, like you've dominated. You've done uh, something that I can't even do, which is graduate from college. <laughs> university, no, I'm just kidding. It's the same. It's same. I know it's different, like, but it's semantics. <laughs> I well, it, for for Americans, it's semantics because, like, in, like in Europe, you don't have colleges. Like, you don't like because there's like a specific school form. Sure. Like in the U.S., like like community college. Well, we have universities. Yeah, but they only have universities here. There's no. They don't have colleges. That's the thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, semantics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> no one's gonna but, be listening to our podcast and being like oh how dare this ignorant uh american misuse our terms <laughs> no i miss i miss it because i finished my bachelor's degree last week you already miss it yeah a little bit <laughs> i know you're a true scholar i understand um, i mean like maybe one day you'll get back into it <laughs> i'm i might go back for my bachelor's in a couple of years but no but, you know, more than anything, the fun stuff. We got to go to the movies and see each other after. Well, you just about, you come almost every single year to visit your family. Yeah. And then by proxy me, because I'm your best friend. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it's always been enjoyable to like hang out with you and like just shoot the shit. <laughs> and, um, you know, after COVID, we didn't get to see each other for almost two years. It was ridiculous. I know. No, it was, <laughs> it was pretty really bad. hard. Yeah. <laughs> Traveling to the U.S. is really, is not fun. It was hell. Yeah, and because... then adding. Yeah, because you have to wear a mask the whole time, which isn't like the worst part. Well, actually, right. that is the worst part. <laughs> because once I got into the train station, I couldn't take my mask off. So I kept it on almost the whole time, except when I was eating, um, until I got to St. Louis. So I had it on for like 24 hours. I'm like sleeping with a mask on and running through an right. airport with a mask. It's not fun. That's and then your ears start to hurt because of the straps. So usually people are smart and they'll have ones that like go behind their head. Yeah. But I just bought the regular ones that cost like two bucks or something. Yeah, because you're not even your your work is remote, so you don't even have to wear a mask for that for a work shift, for instance. No, which is, I had to do it in the warehouse, and honestly, it wasn't great. Uh, but at least we got fans. So, <laughs> but yeah, I imagine trying to sleep with a mask on, you know, would have oh, been terrible. really uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, but, like, it's not the know. worst thing in the world, but right. I don't know. No, Safety I don't really. First, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if it makes you feel safe, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. Like in the airplane, I don't really get the point because you you took it like we took our mask off so often because like we had like three meals. Yeah. So for like about. <laughs> yeah. So, so funny. I know. <clears throat> so for like about like a third of the flight, you could have your mask off. Yeah, and it's recycled <clears throat> oxygen, right? So like the the whole <laughs> premise is that like you guys are sharing the air yeah. anyway oh, that's true unless it's filtered but i don't know oh maybe, i guess maybe i might. mean 
personally <laughs> and a two-hour flight from I think I was it was the last time I went to New York before I turned 18 I think it was like 13 14 years old and I managed to catch a bug a bug from a, a plane ride two hours or less mm. from uh St. Louis to to New York and I'm just like oh my gosh I'm so sick like I got so, oh so bad and then I got everybody else sick <laughs> it was a fun Christmas uh <laughs> but like I just I I can't imagine like I remember seeing like news things testing the air in airplanes and how disgusting they were how much bacteria and stuff like they even with their cleaning and all their extra efforts I mean there's not a lot you can do. So I can only imagine during COVID, like how hard that must have been. And like the minute you take off the mask, like that's it, you're sharing, you know, you're, you're not protecting anybody. <laughs> no, there's this one, we had to fill out a form <clears throat> for France and there's this one guy right next to me. And I was like, cause they gave us the form cause they didn't give us a pen. I was like, well, how, how am I supposed to fill this up without a pen? And so they're like, yeah, we'll bring you one. But they never brought one. And I saw some guy next to me had a fancy pen. I was like, hey, can I use your pen? And he was really, really hesitant to let me use his pen. It's like, uh, like you got disinfectant? I was like, yeah. I was like, well, disinfect your hands first. So I disinfect my hands. Then I disinfect the pen. I, and I have my mask on the whole time. And then I write, I fill out the form. Yeah. I disinfect the pen again, just out of courtesy, even though it's completely yeah. unnecessary. Right. I give it, and before he takes the pen, he disinfects his hands. Then he takes a pen, disinfects that, and then disinfects his hands again. <laughs> I was like, it's so, I was like, wow, that's super paranoid. Yeah, but yeah, it's like, hard. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, it was fun. Um, not the plane ride. The plane ride back was fun because the plane was completely empty. Oh, like, nice. I, yeah, out of like 280, 290 seats, only think 60 of them were filled. Oh, that's nice. so, Yeah, it was an empty flight. So I, had, I was allowed to take like four seats and just lay down yeah. for the whole flight. That was awesome. So that's like two thousand dollars <laughs> you're like look at me rolling in the money <laughs> yeah it was pretty you much share. like yeah it was pretty much like a first class for poor people because <laughs> usually like if you're in a first class you have like a really long bed you can lay down in right but like you don't have that in coach right uh, you usually just sit and suffer for eight hours but you save a boatload of money like sure. flying first class would have been three grand and this time it was only like nine hundred dollars per coach. Wow. Yeah, so yeah. that's a lot of money. It's like yeah, that's a huge difference. Yeah, it's a huge difference. So I was like, I'm not paying For that. Us poor folk. <laughs> I was. I'd gonna love up- to get to the point where we just could throw that money around just because without any like <laughs> that could have yeah. been used to save like my cat or like. <laughs> I think flying first class is only worth it if you fly long distances. Like, there's no point flying first class from Chicago to St. Louis. Like, right. this, oh, I mean, maybe because it's like a $20 difference. But other than that, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, usually you can upgrade for like, like the upgrades are cheaper. Like, if you can upgrade at the airport, and usually yeah. they'll give it to you at a, at a cheaper price because they're like, well, why not? If you right. do it online, it may be a huge difference. But like in person, it's not. But like, even for like international, like, even if you upgrade at the airport, it's still like, a thousand dollars so it's a lot of money so now i've never i've never flown first class no yeah same <laughs> they tried it uh i think it was i mean honestly it was southwest airlines so you 
you you only get priority seating you don't necessarily get first class with southwest and so like they're trying to get us to buy it for like 200 extra dollars and we're like why would we do that like i'd rather take my chances standing behind 15 people than walk in there first (laughs) i like i like the way my uncle put it because he had a very good spin on it i never thought about he said it depends on how long you're staying. It's like, if you're only going for a place for like, if it's really far away and you're staying there for a week, then it's really good to, to pay first class because mm-hmm. you can like get off the plane and start enjoying your day right away because you can sleep in first class, you're well rested. But if you don't fly first class then you kind of lose like two days because it takes right. time, you're exhausted, it takes time to the adjust. Recovery. Yeah, so you have to recover. Um, but if you're staying there for like a month, well, if you lose one or two days, it doesn't really matter. Um, right. I was like, yeah, okay, that's true. Then if you're just flying for a week, then flying first class is actually, it's, it's a good idea. But other than that, I, I don't really see the point. No. Um, I love yeah, flying. That, honestly, that makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, I, I would, I just wanted to go over a little more, you know, about our time. Like we got to try a new restaurant that we never tried and it was mediocre, but we still got to go to Denny's, which is apparently your favorite place. Love, and I how many Denny's. times did you go to Denny's went, while you were here? I went to Denny's like six times. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you yeah. don't have a problem. You just love Denny's. <laughs> it's good. It's uh, There are some other restaurants that are a lot better in the area, though. Um, like, what, what's the other one? I think it's called JJ's. Uh, it's the other restaurant I really like. I went yeah. there a lot with my family. Um Denny's is probably my favorite chain. I wouldn't say it's my favorite restaurant, like of all overall. Time. Yeah, I don't even think breakfast food is like your favorite. Isn't potatoes your favorite? I love potatoes. <laughs> yeah, like hash browns, like those are really good. Like they don't have those over here. You don't really have like diners in in Germany. Like that's more of an American thing. Didn't you uh, say you had an American diner? That, you do. That's yeah, a while ago. Like uh, American, little... like one. There's one. Yeah. <laughs> one how far away is it like a mile or two it's not oh far. okay that's yeah it's bad. like right up the road <laughs> yeah but they still can't i mean to be fair <laughs> i just got a reminder from tiktok that like america has a lot of food that's like banned in a lot of like countries around the world like because it's not so good, good. <laughs> it's, yeah it's, it's good <laughs> no um no, I went to like the the one diner. It's called Connie's Diner. It's right up the street. Uh, it's it's pretty authentic. Like it like yeah. if you were to go to the restaurant, you'd really think like you were in the U.S. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like one of those cliche like those not cliche like kitsch restaurants. I want to say where they have like a whole bunch of signs on the wall and like Route Forty Four and stuff like that. You know, it's, it's very a place. <laughs> yeah, and that's like a lot, like what like a lot of chains in the U.S. have, where like they decorate the walls with a lot of like Americana. So um, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't really like it either, but it's, <laughs> yeah. it gives you that authentic American feel. I want to say because sure. a lot of a lot of chains do that, and they do the same yeah. thing. And like the portions are pretty good. It's pretty expensive though. Yeah, Probably, they they I, can't they can't do what we do. <laughs> I really, profit margins <laughs> but that whole corner up there from the street there's like like a kfc a pizza hut a burger king a mcdonald's 
Oh, okay. Um, like yeah. you're not you're not suffering too bad. It was I, I think one of my favorite experiences with you nearly every time you come is we find an excuse to go to like a big retailer. So like this last time we went to Walmart and you just there are certain things that I just loved looking at you, looking at those things because you're like, wow. If I don't get it now, I, I won't be able to get it. Like, if I don't get this. <laughs> yeah. And it was just so amusing, like, you know, you staring and debating, like, especially with candy. I think that was a big one. And we looked over, like, Halloween items. And that was really fun. <laughs> Speaking of which, did did your wife like all the gifts you got her? Yeah. 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 She loved them. Yeah, they're, they're really good. <laughs> Were yeah. you on point with the candy and everything? Yeah, it was gone after a day. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, sh- I'm sure. <laughs> no, <laughs> that, no, that <laughs> me. no, it was pretty good. The only thing was like the cup, something about like the coating because it kind of chipped. Mm. But I mean, the cup, it was only two bucks. So, oh, I mean, okay. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. And it was from like, Walmart. It. <laughs> so I, can't, I can't, can't really complain about that. Yeah. The expectations and travel, like you just, even if it's chipped, it's like, yeah, it's fine. That was one thing. You got her so many things. So I, I'm sure, like, as long as the clothing and stuff fits, that's all that really matters. <laughs> yeah. It, all yeah. it fits. So. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad. Yeah. I worked hard to help you. So I hope I got at least. 60% of the credit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, can't, I, I divvied it up 50 50. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we watched uh, Free Guy while you were here with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, and I was movie. super. Okay. Listen to you. <laughs> I feel like anybody listening is going to be like, oh, no, I don't know what he's talking about. So why don't you elaborate your hate? <laughs> oh, I, 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 I forgot most of the plot. Oh, wait, now I remember. I think the thing that really bothered me the most was the fact that the one main character was, like, talking on the phone and the company he was trying to hack, which made, like, zero sense. So, (laughs) like, he was planning, like, their their downfall and talking to someone who used to work for the company in the middle of the company, and nobody noticed throughout the whole movie. And I felt like that was a major plot hole. Um... Or like at least like a, a logical hole, if you, if you want to call it that. Um, I like the premise of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, everything happening outside of the game, there was a lot of lack of logic in the tech field. It's almost like they didn't do any consulting um, from people who program software and like work in the gaming industry there was definitely a lack of knowledge for how stuff like that would work and then for him to be a um you know a programmer who knows how to hack into this game that he's really just um customer complaint service person it was all just really funny (laughs) for him not to be hands-on but still have the access that he did uh and like (laughs) Yeah, it was just really funny. But like Ryan Reynolds' character to me spoke truth, like the idea in theory around the NPC coming to life. Like I love that. And you know, sure, throw in a little bit of romance. It was very cliche there at the end, but I I really start with 
the theory and then judge from there. And I would say that overall it was humorous. And if you don't think about it too hard, it's absolutely fine seeing uh, Channing Tatum in there. And then him being that other guy in the real world was super funny. <laughs> Wait, he was in the movie? What was his character? Uh, he was the one holding um, the secret file that they needed. Um, uh, and so oh, they yeah. had to break into his like storage house or whatever. And so that was the second time where they actually just decided to ring on the doorbell and be like, hey, can we have this? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. You're, you're the shirt guy. <laughs> So, oh, but yeah, I didn't notice I like, that. I mean, that's what he's famous for—is like being a dancer. Uh, well, yeah, from I guess Magic Mike. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah. I mean, for yeah, he did other stuff, but yeah, sure. <laughs> that's the only reason why I know him. So, <laughs> well, he really just did. I think he just flossed, wasn't it? And then that was yeah. that was pretty much it. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I thought it was overall entertaining. But this leads me into your perspective on on how you think something's good or bad. Because um, it sounds like the anime that you wanted to talk about, uh, going backwards a little bit, the, the money and soul possibility yeah. or control. Yeah. Um, it sounds a lot like Squid Game. That's terrible. I hate Squid Game. There right. Right. And it's interesting, though, that you would watch something like this. It's almost like you wanted to talk about the topic, um, but you found another fail. <laughs> well, I didn't know. I, I wasn't really paying attention a lot to the one anime I was just watching. And then, like, after, like, two or three episodes, I kind of figured out what they were going on. Plus, it was a bit hard to follow just watching in Japanese, and I wasn't paying attention the whole time. Uh, okay. But, yeah, no, like, Squid Game is, I don't know, it's, it's, it's very blasé. It's, I hate those shows. I hate after after Hunger Game, I officially became bored of those kind of like let's That's play. That's what for... took you there. <laughs> no, like Hunger Game was also kind of mediocre, um, but this whole like let's play for your soul kind of thing and kill everyone. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That just doesn't really get me. And I feel like those kind of things are very it's oversaturated. Like I always I always make the reference with like the vampires. Like, you got into, like, Interview with the Vampire and, like, Buffy, and then it was kind of, like, good, but then it yeah. got super popular. And then after that, then came, like, you know, Twilight, and then everyone wanted to make, like, a vampire-themed or werewolf kind of, you know, series, and then they're, like, they're all over the place, and everyone was doing vampires and werewolves. And it's kind of, like, the same with, like, the apocalypse and pitting people against each other so that they... I don't know. I don't mm. know what the point is. And then the, oh, the Hunger I Games was, stuff up. Yeah, and it was the same with like Hunger Games. Like the real one was Battle Royale. That was like that's mm-hmm. like the OG. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen that. I just know that. But oh, <laughs> oh you're just that. saying things. See, okay, so maybe it's my fascination. I like uh, stuff. apocalypse survival based I things. Um, the thing about Squid Game that really got me is the consent. Like, when you think about this genre and you go back to Battle Royale, these people were picked and they were thrown into the game without any choice but survival or death. And that was it. And for them, the the mental wheel that was spinning was, um, if I don't level up to survive, then I am definitely going to die. And it's it's like the, the survival of the fittest type deal. Um 
Whereas like with Squid, Squid Game, what I found interesting is that these people had nothing else to live for and they were given the option to back out, which means that they completely consented to the games. And so it, it provides a level of, of interest because it's just like, okay, so they would rather choose death to get money and ultimately that's that's what I find fascinating so watching it play out was entertaining to me um but at the end of the day what I really enjoyed about Squid Game is that like the main character themselves even like had nothing really to live for didn't really value life the way that somebody let's say (laughs) who has their whole future ahead of them would and so it's just interesting kind of watching all these dirt bags almost like kind of play the game like and it it keeps you away from being too emotionally attached and you're you're more just about interested in viewing them the way that the creators of the game did and it it's really fascinating to see people's like reactions to stuff like this but yeah, I, I get, I love it. <laughs> no, nah, that's too weak. That's too weak. Like my wife told me about the whole plot twist, but that's just not enough. Like, because otherwise it's completely the same. Mm. It's just pitting people against each other, watching them be depraved, them all dying and then someone wins. And that's pretty, and I know that's like the whole genre, but I just don't mm-hmm. like the genre. I, I just think it's stupid. <laughs> I, I, I don't really see the point in just people killing each other. Like so- there's, there's no... Like less for me, less is more. I don't like gore movies because, like, I just don't like gore in general. I just think. Well, it's- I don't. Yeah, I I agree with you there. I don't like gore. I think it's the most disgusting. Like, I would rather see you fan away from the violence, see the blood splattering on the wall, and call it a day. Like, I don't need to see the intricacies of like, um, how they're being stabbed and like how you know their body. Ooh, no. And plus, with like <laughs> with, with that many people, like it's easy for me to be removed. Like, I, I didn't really watch all, I only watched like half an episode or an episode with my wife, but it's like, like two or 300 people who participated in the game. And so when you get to that point, it's, there's no way I can build an attachment to 300 characters. I just can't do it. So you're going to have to whittle those down to like a couple few. And then when you get to that point, then you start bonding with the few that are left over, you know? So it's, I don't want to go through all that like emotional work. But so, I'm telling great about the show is that there is no emotion i was not attached to anybody in particular to win i didn't look at them and say oh you're deserving I actually no that's a lie there was See? one See? person because in in a variable where everybody was there because they <clears> were <throat> desperate out of their own devices like addiction and gambling and like all these all these reasons that they have nothing left to live for there was only one character in my opinion that was um willing to be the the like i wouldn't say lawful good i maybe neutral good um where his perspective was if I can help you I will but I'm here to help my family like he was the only one that actually said like I'm here for somebody else other than me and I know that my life is worth getting this money because either way they win 
either they get the money for when I die or I get to go home to my family and give them something more. Um, so I'm, you know, actually, I think because there was an actual winner, no one gets that money except for the winner. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just, I looked at the character and I'm just like, oh, he's the only person. Like he actively from the first game and through until when I won't mm. say it. Um, <laughs> well, don't you know, ruin it for me. I'm not, because I know you won't ever <laughs> watch it, but I won't ruin it for everybody else. <laughs> no. I, you know, it, I think it's worth talking about even the first game, because, you know, that that got rid of half of the characters. And then yeah. from there, the group was cut in half again, because you no, know, there was a certain amount of people that didn't want to come back. So and I think it was almost 500 people, I believe. The main character was like 496. Yeah, but. I don't know. I don't know. I just plus I think this is part of like the hype machine. Like it because it was either produced or sponsored by Netflix. So like they mm-hmm. they hype up like a lot of this stuff, and it's really hard to get like an adequate opinion because of that. Um, anything like anything Netflix does, they do it big and they hype it up. So everyone's like, oh, we're doing this series and blah blah blah. But I don't know. Like, if you enjoyed it, then that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you had something. And I also watched it before the hype. Like, I probably we started watching it after day two when it was released. So, yeah, I I was actually surprised about how many people were willing to watch it. Like, I know it was dubbed, but like usually, I, I feel like there's not a huge American market for watching even dubbed or subbed items, <laughs> you know? So it was really just surprising that it picked up the way it did, but I love it because it, you know, culture bonding, honestly. Although it, so they had a, uh, out an apology saying that the subbed version, um, the English sub uh, was written inaccurately or that there was two versions of it and you had to pick the right one because otherwise the translations aren't proper but they need to apologize for the dubbed because (laughs) I watched a lot of dubbed items and when you think about the English language we're pretty adaptable to make sure that we excuse me are understanding what what's being translated or if there's something a little off you can tell that it's based like maybe they couldn't figure out a better way to say things um but like they really messed up some of these characters like (laughs) I can't even I I I almost don't even want to get into it but just as a light breeze over like it was in my opinion very very odd um but anyway from from there was there um Oh yeah, so you you talked about this anime, right? But what's the difference between this anime uh, from your perspective? Did you say that you liked it? No, I hated it. Oh, it was a terrible. It was terrible. It's boring. (laughs) Well, if you ever need further recommendations, I'm sure I could come up with some because I've enjoyed quite a bit that are kind of in this area, but way faster paced. Like there's something on Netflix, and I always. I always mess it up. <laughs> I also have an unpopular opinion. I, I think anime openings are overrated and terrible. I, re- I really don't like them. Like the music, like in a lot of like the openings of a lot of the animes are just so generic. 
Yeah. I feel like you could get rid of the openings and just skip right to the anime. And that would save uh, you, like, at least, you know, a season. Okay, hold on. I'm going to send you this. You say it out loud so that I don't butcher it. Oh, <laughs> uh, where is it? I'm sending it in our chat. So it starts K- with a K. It's on Netflix. Uh, Kakigurui? Yeah. Kakigurui? Yeah, I don't know what that is. So it it's a gambling anime and it's based around a school that does gambling and oh, it's I know very that interesting. I saw that. But wouldn't you call that in the same range? Because it, yeah. it has high prices and people could basically sell their love. Yeah, which is why I didn't watch gambling. it. Oh uh, it's yeah, very good. <laughs> I don't like those kind of shows because they're so predictable. Like, you know that someone's going to sell their soul or you know that someone's going to pay a high price. Sure. And that, like, that's a, that's a genre. Like, you have to like the genre. And if you're into that, okay, then you can kind of explore within the genre. That's what I meant, like, with, like, with the werewolves and vampires. Like, if you're really into werewolves and vampires, then you're open to, like, interpretation or having a spin put on it. But I'm just not really into the genre. I just think it's kind of boring. Mm. I just don't know how you're going to revive that and just people killing themselves indiscriminately to obtain a prize there's there's nothing really to be had like like entertainment wise or intellectual wise it's just all despair pretty much i mean if that's that is that where you're kind of going with it yeah like it's just basically basically you're creating a black hole in my mind that's all hopeless (laughs) i mean yeah like i said if you're into people just killing each other for the hell of it i mean by all means, you know. Oh, that's not that's not how I view it. I mean, that's but it it's is. very interesting. I I understand what you're saying. It's it's almost uh, a little too raw because the setup is death. <laughs> yeah. And it alters well, I, the person's behavior and like mindset for the rest of their lives by being the survivor. Uh, I don't really have a problem with people like killing themselves in series, but it has to serve some kind of purpose. And so, in a lot of these genres, the whole purpose is just to prove some point but it's it, it's like it's so absurd like with squid game it's you know they want to win like a huge money prize so mm-hmm. they go through like all these games people die and they betray each other just for money like that that's pretty much the whole premise is to win the prize and there's i mean sure you learn about the characters along the way but the the end goal is is just money that, that's the whole point so that they have a better life when they finish the game and so like them killing them doesn't really it doesn't serve any purpose. Like for me, it's just, it's a means to an end. Whereas if you go to something like, for example, like if you take like a really old example, like Death Note, where he was just killing people indiscriminately and then it kind of involved like a detective story and him trying to, you know, you know, do the the, the best the best he could like with mm-hmm. the wrong intentions. So right. he was killing people like left and right because, you know, he thought he was doing good. So you had the same amount of death, but like it was trying, it was going for like a, like there was a goal in sight you know what I mean? Like there was a sense to the killing to at least to a certain extent. I want to make sure. the world, I want to make the world a better place. So I'll just kill the bad people. Whereas with these kind of shows, it's just like, oh, uh, they'll just kill each other. Just, you know, to show how, like crazy people are like Saul, you know, like let's play a game and chop your foot off and to prove how, you know, how miserable. Have you watched those? Saw? Yeah. But that's you been, watched like, all of them. I watched the first two or three, but the, God, those probably was in high school. Every, every, every killing was justified Mm. and it was meant for redemption yeah i think 
That's true, but like I can't remember which one it was, but I believe in like the second or the third, because the original saw the person who was behind the games, he had, mm-hmm. he died. Yeah. And he gave it to his apprentice, and his apprentice was the uh, one that took it that yeah, and made it so that you could never win the game. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay, true. You're you're right. You're right. You corrected my memory because I, I haven't seen the movie in forever. But yeah, that yeah. Sal is like a good example because I get I don't want to say justified, but there was like there was a point to it. Well, he had justified like he, that was his like I wouldn't call it justifiable. I actually felt that that was more along the lines of just torture versus you, well, like, you know. Well, yeah. Redemption, but they and took it there. What, <laughs> yeah, and that's what I mean. Like they're killing people, but it's their death isn't really serving a purpose. It's just killing them well because it's gore and that's how i felt like it was okay. with like with with squid game like hunger games you have like the whole apocalypse element you know like oh like the government and you know we'll kill each other so we can destroy the government and blah 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 right and it just kind of devolved into like a whole cliche thing towards the end sure. of the movie so i just i don't know that's just how i kind of feel about it so like long story short if there's a point to the gore like if it serves some kind of beyond yeah. something shallow like yeah it's money. just mo- yeah it's just them sure. getting money that's it like if it was well, like you know if their 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 families had been kidnapped or, or something like that or like a bomb was going to destroy the city so they had you know kill each other so the or something like that but so you enjoy uh john wick <laughs> i haven't seen that <gasps> oh okay we'll get watch that and we'll watch that for okay the next episode i think that would be really fun i think if you wa- at least watch the first movie you, you can tell me whether or not you liked it <laughs> but that's just how i see it like if if the gore doesn't really serve any purpose beyond something shallow i don't really see the point in it and like playing yeah. for your yeah playing for your life is, to me is something that's been done like a bajillion times like that's probably like the plot of like a million different stories like you know like the the deal with the devil yeah and I so <laughs> it's it's interesting because i think that the lesson so i'm gonna go ahead and say spoilers now i think that this should end the episode if you haven't seen squid games and i think that you also wouldn't mind being revealed the ending plot here um but for squid game what's interesting is that the character that won um you know his whole perception in life was i like to drink and I can't get my life together and I like to gamble because I need money. So I'm going to use whatever money I have and gamble it away for the sake to be rich because that should solve all of my problems. This whole plot, what was interesting is that he seems like a genuinely nice guy. Um, It's just that he's consistently made poor decisions as he needs to be, which I mean, not having that treated is definitely a lack of money don't get me wrong but his decision to to play this game honestly it never felt like it was actually revealed other than for the sake of the money and throughout the the whole like season what you're seeing is that like his mother's diabetic um to the extent of having i forget what it's called for diabetics but i have so many in my life that this happened to where they had to amputate his mm-hmm. his foot all the way up to his knee so that he could survive because it could have you know the infection could have easily gone to the rest of his body and shut down organs and what have you so when they told him that his mother needed to have her feet amputated 
that was her death sentence. And instead of trying to assist her and convince her to stay in the hospital, he doesn't. And then when he obtains the money and watches all these people die, including the people who have saved his life, you know, he, he's just like, he doesn't take advantage of it in a way that somebody with a healthy mindset would anyway. So it's like the game destroys you no matter what. And when he gets the money, he doesn't, he doesn't do anything with it. It doesn't solve any of his problems. He doesn't even try to be a better father. (laughs) He literally, I mean, I think he gives a lot of the money to the other characters who passed away and that's all he could do was redemption. And then he winds up like dyeing his hair and then, re-enrolling into the games and it's almost like his whole life was ruined no matter what so it's very interesting how they took the perspective and the ending and I think that's what's unique to this show is that he doesn't actually see the value of having the money at the end (laughs) yeah so that confirms my whole theory or the way I feel like so it's all pointless like there's no point it's just to show that like we're we're all depraved, and yeah. like we can all which like it's like nothing new, so like, it's I guess maybe like because it's a Korean show, so I don't know maybe like there's a different cultural feeling about that. I don't like because I was watching this one YouTube video called um, or this YouTube channel called Asian Boss, and they go to different Asian countries and interview people about very subjects, and there was this one lady because they were interviewing people in Korea about the. Uh, about like hey what do you think about like this being so popular in like in non in a non-korean sector and most of them were like really really happy that korean culture is so popular abroad and one lady thought it was really good that like it's so gory and the reporter was was kind of taken aback and he was like well why it's like well like because most of the stuff exported from korea is all like lovey-dovey all feel-good stuff with you know k-pop and k-drama and it's all beautiful and you know everyone thinks that korea is a paradise and it's nice to have something that also shows like the dark sides of like Korean culture. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many of the elements in the show would be would could be considered Korean specific. I do know that the term Squid Game is like is a Korean uh, game that children Childhood play. Game. Yeah. yeah. So, in that maybe in that sense, like maybe it's in the same vein of what was the other movie called Parasite? That was also mm. super. I didn't watch it, but the super popular Neither Korean movie. Yeah, it was a super popular Korean movie that also exposed some of the dark sides of Korean culture and and blah blah blah. Gotcha. But if you look at it from like that angle, then I guess maybe it redeems itself. But like within the genre, I think it kind of falls flat. I see. <laughs> it's interesting. Like I always enjoy your perspective because uh, I think that it it proved that it was unique in of itself and that's why it's a good addition to that type of genre it's it it was just very interesting how they decided to play it out because it could have gone a million different ways but they were trying to make that unique and that's what I would say I liked about it (laughs) but I guess I'm also kind of squeamish too so I just I don't really deal with like gore very well Oh, I, I'll be honest with you. If it gets too gory, which this, this honestly, like with the amount of stuff that they, they show versus what's implied, I would say that I didn't have to look away that much. But if it's too gory, I look away. <laughs> and in comparison to the boys, this is, I mean, this was a cakewalk. 
I would say uh, oh, the boys. is probably my least favorite genre, so it's funny that you brought that up, but obviously I have a tolerance built up for it since I enjoyed the genre. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's true. Yeah. I mean, if you, you just look away or you can just blur it out. Yeah, exactly. But no, I'm probably yeah. never going to watch the whole... I don't really watch much Netflix anyway. I mean, at this point, I, I don't even know why I would bother trying. To, I, I if, if you didn't like episode or whatever there's no way I could convince you to watch it but you know I had to to rep the genre since I'm obviously a connoisseur of watching things like this but it's just a fun theory because when you think about it like what would it take in your life for you to accept something like this you know like at what point is survival the most uh like prominent thing that you could do in a moment like when you're looking at games like this or if you were forced into the situation when you don't even have the choice they just knock you out and they say oh you've been chosen good luck i guess it's <laughs> different I, mean? I guess it's different because it's more of an abstraction um i don't know that's kind of like the whole like well what would you do if someone put a gun to your head yeah and i mean you can say you can say whatever you want Sure. I, I don't think Absolutely. you'll ever actually know what you're going to do until you're actually in the situation. Like it's not, I don't think those are any of the situations that you can actually like plan ahead. Like if someone says something mean to me, I, I know how I'm going to react. But if someone pulls like a gun on me, I, I don't, I don't know. Like there's something you can't, you can't plan for that. I think that's like, like a spur of the moment kind of decision. Unless you've been in that situation like 20 times before then Okay. But like know. you, uh, that's just I've been a, put in that situation once. Well, see, I've been, I've been put I've been put at zero, so yeah. there's no way for me to know like how I would 100% react. Sure. And so in that situation, like with like the whole like Hunger Games, I don't know, maybe, maybe I just turn into like a killer and kill everyone. Well, and okay, but we're so getting okay. If we're gonna dive into the Hunger Games, first of all, I don't condone it. Its whole world is too similar to ours as it is. And I don't appreciate it. So would I even be living in a world like that consensually? No, I'd probably off myself. Like that's, the reality is, is when there's not a huge survival rating for you, especially when you're in one of the cities where you're, you're already barely making ends meet. Like Mm -hmm. that was the whole thing with Katniss, right? She has experienced hunger pains. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you almost got me there. I was like, wait, why? Oh no. <laughs> but like, she experienced hunger so bad that she was she she was saved by the baker's son, right? So like, the whole the whole premise was that she was so desperate to feed herself and and feed her her mother and her son and her um sister willing to do whatever and and her decision making was all actually also based off of love because her identity of self was so little it was just constantly day in and day out of survival so like when you think about that life as is you have nothing really to live for and if you win the hunger games 
Like it's either you you get out by being dead or you get in and you get to secure your family's like life for the rest of the, you know, she, she, she will have all the glory and like she got a whole new house and blah, blah, blah. Now adding in all the political stuff, that's what got me is that like they had this whole system set up to make her fail anyway. And that was the thing she didn't know about either. So unveiling that was like a whole nother element to it. Now, like within the games, right these are all children and they're conditioned to think that this is normal and like all of that's pretty horrible anyway but it's fine (laughs) i have a bone to pick with that that series uh and i didn't like it i didn't like the ending um i would never rep it as a good i like a good (laughs) don't don't be hating oh i'm not i would i'll hate i'll hate Uh, and i think that anybody who like understands you if that was you type deal like i mean i suicide rates would have to be high like that's all i'm saying like living maybe if you're in one of the the nicer richer sectors where they're like oh i'm doing it for honor and glory like sure your conditioning is so real that you would probably think that being picked is like being picked to be a god right mm-hmm. but like going to the outer edges like katniss nah they were a sad mining town who had was poor like and if you didn't bring enough to the society you die like just in general before the lottery even happens <laughs> I get that. So it, wild. Anyway, you took up all of our time with your rant, so. Oh yeah, I'm good at that. I think that's why people listen to us, right? Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah. So the more of the story is, you know, don't watch Squid Games, watch Hunger Games. So. No, I think the moral of the story is, uh, don't watch Squid Games, watch John Wick. <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah, I think that would be. I a have good to. Fun I have to watch the sequel thing. though first, but yeah. I'll watch it. <laughs> the sequel. Yeah. Okay. Matrix. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this has been fun. I'm I'm glad we're we're back on top of it and I think that I guess we should just let everybody know moving forward we're going to do every two weeks instead of yep. once a week yep, um, yep. so that we could balance out Chris's life with life things and yeah, I look forward to seeing in two weeks. Me too. All right. See you. Bye.